Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And Matt, all of my Achilles tendons are intact. How are yours doing? Mine aren't. It's a good thing that mine are because, uh, you know, that that's a it's a brutal injury, especially for someone who's not a, a finely tuned athlete, and I am not. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm relieved to say that mine are as well. Unfortunately, Kevin Durant cannot step forward with us on that as uh, he has confirmed a ruptured Achilles and confirmed that he's already had the surgery to repair it in New York. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, so there's two different tacts on this. One is how it's going to impact the rest of the finals, which we can talk about in a second. But the, yeah. the other one is free agency. And as you and I have discussed before, basketball, it's almost become more fun as a fan to think about the yeah. next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Well, now yeah. we have no idea what the next thing is going to be, yeah. you know, which, which makes it more fun in some ways. You know, the, the speculation now takes a whole new cycle. And uh, I, I mean, I'm stealing this from Dan Levitard and he said it many times and I heard him say it on uh, Tuesday on his show. You know, um, the transaction is more fun than the action in basketball. And, and and that was proven on Tuesday and that, you know, most of the most of the sports shows, they they led with. Kevin Durant and what does the injury mean? And then it was, uh, by the way, the, the, you know, game five, the finals, and there's a game six, hmm. um, you know, and, and that's, that's how we ingest the NBA. It seems like now is, is, you know, what's, what's going to happen next, not what's happening right now. I mean, I guess that in some ways that's all sports, but the NBA has really, um, kind of captured that market, probably, you know, that, that tone better than any sport. And better is is up for interpretation, but they have done it. They have done it better from the perspective of the league, I think, than anyone. The the thing that the NBA did better than any sport, um, certainly better than baseball, better than, I think, football as well, is Mm -hmm. they've captured the Twitter market. Like, NBA Twitter is a thing, and it's, you know, it's fun. Like, I'm not, as you know, a huge NBA person. I no, you no. know, I know what's going on though because the NBA podcasts and the NBA Twitter <laughs> are much more exciting than the MLB podcast and the MLB Twitter. So for my morning, you know, dog walks, I'm usually True. listening to a basketball related podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, basketball has really of the three major sports um, and, and and I guess, you know, basketball/NBA has really probably fit the social media world that we live in now better than the others. Um, and, and, uh, it's funny because, you know, I, I was watching, I was watching Dan Patrick show a few days ago and they were talking about, you know, how many, how many times during the season are you watching a full basketball game? And they, they said, and I, you know, I was, I was watching it and I'm saying it back with them. Christmas day is about it. The, the times that people sit and watch maybe a full basketball game, they turn it on at the beginning and they keep it on all the way to the end. And that's because, you know, there's no football that day and they've kind of cornered the market on that day. So it's, you know, it's weird because the, the regular season product has not really, you know, garnered a ton of interest in terms of let's sit and watch these games all the way through. But it's great for the social media world, uh, you know, highlight packages, um, you know, this guy said this after the game, this guy, you know, chased this guy down in the, in the hallway on the way to the locker room. Um, you know, it's, it's small, small bits that are very easily consumed on, on Twitter and various social media platforms. 
Well, and it's also, you know, you can get uh, you can get the nuance of a basketball game, and maybe it's because it's just not as nuanced from a a, a set of facts that are yeah. the key players' stat line the number of fouls each team got, and the final yeah. score. And I'll be able to tell you what the story is. It's either, yeah. you yeah. know, we got hosed on the foul calls, or <laughs> James Harden went off, or, right. you know, boy, that was a really good game. And, and those yeah. are really the three yeah. options. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, it's, it's just it's interesting because, you know, ratings were down this year uh, for regular season games, and a lot of people pointed to that, you know, the, the LeBron going – West and and you know so his games were not on in a in a good time window many times as, as they have been for his whole career until this year um, and and you know the Warriors obviously are on the West Coast so they're they may be the biggest draw as a team there are you know obviously playing a lot of late games too um, so you know it wasn't it wasn't a vintage year for NBA interest but people love the they love the chatter social media is a place where you know we overreact to everything we instant gut reaction this guy's going to go to this team and they're going to win this championship and they're going to be unstoppable for the next 18 years and then as soon as something goes bad oh they suck and you know this this guy stinks and this team stinks and this coach needs to get fired basketball has really seemed to capture that market better than the other two sports well and the other thing i saw you know to go cross sports somebody made a point of how many live at bats either on tv or in person but live at bats of mike trout's career have you seen i for me it's less than 10 it's probably less than five but in baseball uh you know i i know he's good because i i see enough but in basketball you can see the highlight two seconds after it happens online and know you know and go seek it out whereas with baseball it's like you know, if Mike Trout hits a single, you're not going to be able to find it. it no, it's just, you no, just... yeah. agreed. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's it's available, and and you know, word spreads like like wildfire. I mean, it, you know, there were many a night this season that it's like you know, you see something on Twitter. You know, James Harden's got 50 points at the end of three quarters, or you know, Kevin Durant's got 38 in the first half, and you know, you got to you got to see this dunk by you know Damian Lillard, and you know, I mean, it's there's there's something that's like. Oh, I got to see what happened in that game. You might not watch the whole game, but but you're consuming the product something um, in in a way. That, you know, I mean, obviously the whole thing is is you know the, the Durant thing has so many tentacles to it, and and I think that's a big one. Is is just you know we're 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 more interested in you know what does this do for July than what does it do for the next you know potentially two games with the NBA championship on the line. And, and there's actually legitimate drama to who's going to win this title. It, it's no longer, I mean, most of the season it, it was treated as though it was a, you know, a fate accompli that the the Warriors would win. Well, now it doesn't seem that way anymore. And, and yet still the interest is more in, you know, well, what, what happens now? Is this going to, you know, Oh, the Knicks are screwed. Well, the, the Knicks haven't played a game in two months, but it doesn't seem to matter to people. Great New York post back page headline <laughs> Nick <laughs> lose game five yeah. <laughs> it was funny yes yes uh, you know I mean it's it's interesting now, now the, the you know the other reaction to this has been the rush to you know blame blame the Warriors for rushing him back blame uh, you know society at large uh, which Jalen Rose apparently decided to you know go to that well and I 
that was one of the things I wanted to, you know, to bring up to you was, you know, I don't know if you saw Jalen Rose's spiel on first take. I did not live, but I saw it on Twitter. Again, there's our example. Um, you know, the, the culture of sports is to blame for Kevin Durant's injury. And I thought to myself, well, Jalen, you might have a point, but the culture of sports also puts food on your table and has for about 30 years now. So don't bite the hand that feeds you too much. Because if sports wasn't as important as, as it is to people and we didn't think, you know, this guy needs to come back and play in the finals, Jalen Rose would be nobody. You know, because sports is important and we turn these five 18-year-old kids in 1991 into celebrities, Jalen Rose has lived off that for the rest of his life. Yeah, and, and look, I, I think that maybe there's something to that. I'd like to believe that medical personnel cleared him. Uh, sure, sure. And, and I'm sure they did. <clears throat> I mean, I, I, you know, I'm sure that they did. Um, you know, now... Uh, another, you know, another time I, you know, watching Dan Patrick yesterday at the very beginning of the show, or watch before I went to work, and and one of his guys said, you know, well, there there is very likely a sliding scale of ready to play, and ready to play in Game Five of the NBA Finals is probably treated a little differently than ready to play if it was mid December, and and that's sports. It's always been sports, and it will always be sports. Like you know, yeah, would would he have sat another two weeks if this was the middle of the regular season? Probably so, but it's not. It's game five of the NBA Finals, and they and they had to win, or there was no game six. So, is there a desperation there? Yeah, there is. Now, if he didn't feel he was ready, he should have said so. Well, um, I think that the contention is doubly so with like one, they needed every point because they only won right. that game by one. Right. So, right, exactly. Yeah, you know, even though it, he was out for the second half, yeah, the hyper efficient first twelve minutes right. he played were yeah, his contribution was obviously important. Um, you know, and, and they got a lead while he was in there and, and, you know, they had it for most of the game until near the end, and, you know, the Raptors took the lead back. Um, but you know, I mean, again, it's like, you know, does Jalen Rose have a point about, you know, he said something about, you know, people bring you flowers when you're dead, but they won't bring you soup when you're sick. Uh, you know, yeah, salient point. Um, and yes, do we, do we put too much, you know, importance on sports in society i'm sure that's true you and i have talked about that many times like you know why does sports get us down so much well because it also brings us up that much it, it just it matters um and certainly i'm sure you could look at it from a neutral perspective and say it shouldn't matter as much as it does but it does and again you know jalen rose has made a living off of that he made probably a hundred million plus dollars playing basketball and he continues to be famous and relevant by talking on TV about sports. So, yeah, you know, like, again, be careful what you wish for, I guess. And, like, look, Jalen Rose has the Jalen Rose Leadership Academy, and he does things in the world that shows, sure. like, he's trying to help and make the world a better place. But to your point, those opportunities are there because <laughs> we value sports and yeah. therefore value and it, what he was able to contribute. Yeah. And, and look, again, I mean, if you ask me is, objectively, if we were going to redraw everything, is it a good use of, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars to pay coaches at colleges instead of paying, you know, right. teachers at the at lower state educational institutions? No, probably not. Right. right. But, I mean, but yeah. we're here now and, yeah. you know, it, it's That's become a it business and, you exactly. know. Exactly. There's no change to it. And I mean – Jalen Rose, to me, is such a great example to use because, it, you know, really, like you talk about the culture of sport. Well, you know, 
how how more evident can you get that you know again five 18 year old kids that in 1991 very few people had ever heard of before they became hugely famous in the blink of an eye by you know uniting to play basketball together in Michigan and they're still famous all these years later 28 years later one of them gets the head coaching job and every all everybody can talk about is will these guys come back together so that tells you all you need to know about you know culture of sport like they they are they are relevant and they've been relevant for their entire adult lives because we care about sports probably too much, but that's the way it is. So let's talk about the actual NBA finals. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Game five was a terrific game. um, That's going to be remembered primarily for Durant getting hurt and for Nick nurse calling timeout when they were on that run. Yeah. You know, I just, I feel like that was one of those, and, and you may disagree. I feel like that's one of those that, like, we looked at the outcome, and it was like people really quickly scrambled, like, who can we blame? Uh, oh, the coach who called timeout. Like, they were they were gassed, and you see that all the time in basketball games. Teams got momentum, but they're looking, looking like they're kind of on the ropes a little, you know, emotionally, physically. Call a timeout, get a little break. Um, I don't really think that was that big a deal. Uh, well, you, and we're and we're talking about no. I, I think I agree. It's a it's a process over results argument. And he called the timeout when they were up and had the ball, and it was right before he was going to lose right. that timeout right. by rule. So exactly, yeah. You yeah. you make so, this call to try to get the play because if they score, you know. And I know the Warriors came out and said, "Yeah, Kerr called the next two plays in the huddle, right. which saved us right. our one timeout." Okay, I'm with you. I, I yeah. agree that that's good coaching by Kerr. I don't think that that you know transitive property means it's bad coaching by Nick Nurse. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I, I just I think it was one of those. Uh, now, if you want to make the point that well, if he was advocating use the timeout, why didn't he use his last timeout when they got the ball with 15 seconds to go and down by one? I, I'd go along with that. Like, you know, if, if he's if in one you know side of his mouth, he's saying, well, we don't want to lose this timeout. So let's use them. And on the other side, it's like, well, I'm going to let him play like that. That doesn't really jive to me. Yeah. Uh, and they, I believe they should have called that timeout. And, and this is not this is not me hindsight criticizing when, you know, when the moving screen was called and you're inbound in the ball in the backcourt. And, I you know, I look at the you know scoreboard graphic. It says each team has one timeout. I'm like, I, I take it. Move the ball up. Draw up your best play, get the ball to Leonard, um, and and you know they took. I mean, because what they did, they took seven seconds to even get the ball to Leonard. By the time he gets the ball, they bring the double team. He has to give it up, and and that's that. Yeah. Um, I think they could have done better with that. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah. I think that ultimately, you know, the Dave Cosgrove line comes to play <laughs> here, which is consistently wrong is better than inconsistent. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. His timeout yeah, usage yeah. was inconsistent. Yes, yes. I would have used it there, um, and, you know, because I feel like down by one, situation like that, tide is different. Down by one, I don't want to take that shot with, you know, no time left on the clock. I want to take that shot with maybe six seconds because if I miss, I can foul on a rebound, and then I still have another possession down three. Worst case, I got a chance to make a three to tie the game. By, you know, by doing what they did, one, you took the ball out of Leonard's hands because, you know, and, and credit to Gold State, the, the adjustment mid-play was, was genius 
Uh, apparently, Green is the one who pointed it out to Iguodala, but Iguodala was the one who came out, you know, and doubled as Leonard drove. Great play. Uh, but, you know, in six seconds, he passed the ball. It's too late to get him the ball back, and you end up with a, you know, a poorly constructed shot by Kyle Lowry in the corner that gets partially blocked anyway. Yeah. It was... I didn't see it live because it was all happening fast, but apparently, like... To listen to the way people described it in retrospect, Draymond Green, to get out there for the block, basically had to break three arm tackles of offensive fouls. I, I yeah. don't think that is entirely accurate from rewatching Probably it. Probably not. <laughs> but, but Probably you not. know, he, his jersey's being pulled and he still got out there to deflect yeah. the ball. That's, well, that's it, a heck of know, an individual it, it, effort. It was, and he made a very smart play, too. He went to, he went to Lowry's right side knowing the ball would come off his right hand and he could reach out. You know, I mean, he's, he's, you know, I do not like Draymond Green at all. I can't, can't stand him to be honest, but you can't not, he is very savvy when, you know, and and very good defensively. I mean, he's one of the better defenders in the league and, and that savviness really showed in what he did. And, And again, I mean, if you, if you listen to people who were there, he's the one who sort of, you know, directed Iguodala to go out on that double team. And that, that was huge. I mean, cause Leonard's got the ball at the top, and I'm thinking, all right, here, you know, Michael Jordan moment. Going to take him off the dribble. He's going to, you know, he's going to shoot his little fade away from the corner, and you know, elbow, and that's that. Game over, championship. And they took that away from him with that move. Mm-hmm. Look, there's a reason they are going for their fourth title in five years. There but, is. There know. is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I can't stand them. As you know, I do not like them. I can't stand Curry. I can't stand Green. I, I do like Steve Kerr. I always have. Um, but you know, yeah, I mean, you, you can't help, but, uh, you know, in a way respect the things they do. Uh, you know, do I, well, I always look askew at them, uh, you know, in a bit, in a sense and, and at Durant for the, you know, easy way out, quote unquote, I will, maybe that's not fair, but I, I will, I believe Durant took the easy way out. I believe they took the easy way out. Um, but you know, that's their right to do and nobody, nobody could stop them. And, you know, so, uh, you know, it's not unfair. I just don't love it as a fan. Yeah. I, I hear you. I, I think it's one of those things where if it's your team, you don't care, but it's like oh, the sure. Yankees, you know, sure. you, you just, when you want, you know, when, when you're watching the Yankees in the nineties, if you're a Yankees fan or you're a bandwagon person, you're like, yeah, this is great. You know, why, yeah. why wouldn't you want this? And when you're everyone else, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. you're like, oh, yeah. this kind of takes the, some of the fun out of this, doesn't it? It does. I mean, it, it just, it, uh, it rubbed me wrong and, you know, and, and I realized people would say, well, you know, did you have a problem with LeBron going to the heat? No, that, that to me was not the same. The heat were, they were not reigning, you know, or, or, you know, recent champions. In fact, they've been bad. Yes, he paired up with Wade and Bosch, um, but they had to build something. Durant, I believe, you know, I mean, like, uh, you know, the, the example has been used. Durant was the guy who, you know, he, he you know, he, he, uh, he gets, you know, beat on the playground. And instead of saying, let's have a rematch, he says, oh, I'm going to go join that other team. Like, it just, it, it, it feels wrong to me. And it always has and it always will. But that's his right to do, you know, again, I'm not saying the NBA should have outlawed it or something like that. I just didn't love it then and I don't love it now. Well, and it's this era of player empowerment 
Yeah. And yeah. and guys go where they want and play with who they want. Sure. I wonder if ultimately he's going to view this I think ultimately he has to view this as as a worthwhile and positive move because he's oh, winning sure. titles and doing things. But you know, two finals MVPs and two, yeah, yeah. But I do think it is true that when you do this move, you will never be the guy. The no. Heat will always have been Wade's team that LeBron joined. This will have always yes. been Curry's team that Durant joined. Yeah, and yeah. even more so, I believe, because, I mean, they, you know, look, the two years before he got there, they won a title and they lost in the finals on a year where they, you know, they set the single season record for wins. Um, so it, it's it's a totally different thing. I mean, yeah, in a sense, I, you know, I guess LeBron is is more validated by winning with the Cavs than the two with the Heat. But I've never thought that was fair because that was LeBron's team. Like, I mean, wait. But I'm talking about from a fan base perspective. I get it. I get it. You know, and and you're right. Uh, you know, but but it just I always feel like that's one of those like. If you hate LeBron, you say, oh, well, he loved me, I'm going to Wade. Like, Wade wasn't as good anymore. Wade was a shell of what he used to be by 12 and 13 when they won those titles. They, they don't come close to winning those titles without LeBron. But well, I'm biased, admittedly. I mean, I, I, I like LeBron, as you know. Well, and I think that's I think that's absolutely right, that LeBron was the better player. My, my point is just, if you're yeah. a Miami Heat fan – you know, he's the mercenary the and Wade's your guy. Yeah. Wade's yeah. the guy who was drafted there and he, and you know, he, he began his career there. He ended his career there. He, you know, um, and everyone you know, will forget the two yes. teams in between. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, so, uh, yeah, I see what you're saying and that's true. I think for a lot of Miami people that is viewed that way. I, I think it's short sighted to view it that way, but, but I, yeah, it is viewed that way. And certainly golden state, you know, will always be, you know, that's the that's the Curry-Thompson group that they drafted, Green to, and Durant was the guy that, you know, came in, as, as you said, you know, the mercenary to help him win more championships, basically. And I um, think, I think Durant's the best player on that team. Oh, you know. agreed, 100%. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he, he is the reason they've won those last two championships. Maybe they could win, maybe they could have won one without him, who knows? I mean, they were obviously good without him, but... It's his addition and his unstoppable scoring ability, basically, at least to this point of his career, that made them unstoppable. Like, I mean, you know, that, that I mean, was, I think that, that was, was Clay Thompson's quote, something to the effect of um, with with him, we're unbeatable or not, without him, we're very good with him. Right. We're unbelievable. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. And I, and I think that's <laughs> that's been true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, now, I mean, the, the, of course, you know, to spin it back forward, does does he go back there? How long is he out? I mean, is he out all of next year? I think that's certainly in play. An Achilles injury oftentimes is close to a year, and obviously he couldn't be hurt much later in the season than this. And there's so, no mean, need to rush back. No, no, no. I mean, it sounds like there is no – I mean, it, it's, it's funny how things have changed, I suppose, in sports medicine, you know, 15, 20 years ago, this would have been, oh my gosh, this just killed his earning power. Now it's like, eh, everybody's still willing to give him the money that they want and, and you know, and he can go anywhere he wants and they'll be patient and they'll let him redshirt a year and then they'll have him for the next four after that. Yeah, I mean, I really think the takeaway from this is you cannot just sign a one-year deal. This is the no. risk of the 
you know, LeBron style and earlier KD style of, you know, if you're not those guys and you're not still in your prime, then you're just done. I mean, yeah, you'll you'll yeah. get you'll no, be lucky I, I to get the Boogie Cousins one year five million. One offer. year, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the um, the you know the, the immediate aftermath was you know well you could just take that one year player option and then be a free agent next year. Like, why would he do that? He'll I mean, ne- he, he, he will no have deal. not played, or right. will be, or will come back looking incredibly rusty. That's the thing. What if he comes back in March and he doesn't look very good? And then maybe you do have some reticence of, oh boy, you know, uh, do we really want to give this guy that much money? Like, I mean, if I'm, and first of all, just in one year, signing signing a new deal with either Golden State or anybody else, he's going to make more money in year one than the one year player option that he's got. So just that one year, it's smart. But then he's got, you know, probably three or four guaranteed years after that too. Uh, you know, yeah, absolutely. I think you know, you you take that money and you say, oh, I'll, I'll get better on your dime. Yeah. They're all professional athletic trainer facilities. You know, yes, they're, yes. they're all elite. Just find the one right. where you want to live while exactly, you're rehabbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting. You know, does it? Uh, the one I saw on ESPN, the article about it yesterday, and one of the things they pointed out was, you know, probably won't change teams pursuing him, but does it change? You know, the teams pursuing him, how aggressive they are otherwise. Or are you a little bit more like, well, okay, let's get him, but since he's not going to really help us much next year, let's maybe you know get hang cheap. on to our space and and then we can you know make a big run at somebody next year when he's more ready and we'll we'll be a contender in you know twenty twenty one rather than twenty twenty. Yeah, you almost view it as next year's the year to get you know your expiring contracts off the books. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, I mean, this free agent class is supposed to be epic, and I, I don't know what the thought is on next year's. Obviously, if all these guys are free agents, you'd think a fair amount of them will sign long-term deals. And so maybe, you know, maybe the thought is still, hey, you know, if we can get Irving and Durant, and, you know, we're, we're still going to get them, you know, yeah, maybe we're not championship good next year, but wait till he comes back, and two years from now we're going to be amazing. Uh, you know, I suppose that's still what Brooklyn would want or what New York would want. Um, you know, it, it'll be fun to see, and it's not that far off. I mean, that's the that's the crazy thing. You know, football, the season ends, and we wait, you know, two, three months before the, the offseason really gets moving, two and a half, I guess, free agency. Um, basketball, it's like, eh, it's over, and we got, you know, the draft is, is a week from tomorrow, and there's probably going to be some movement then with, you know, trades, and then free agency starts 10 days after that. Yeah, I mean, if uh, if July 3rd rolls around and you have, you know, Anthony Davis, KD, and Kyrie all in New York, right? would you be surprised if, if all of them were in one of the two New York teams? Uh, no, nah, I mean, not totally, I guess. Um, you know, I, I, I still feel like this story ends with Anthony Davis with the Lakers. But maybe that's just because it's been shoved down our throat so much that, you know, I feel like that's got to be the end. And he'll, you know, the funny thing, and somebody I was watching, you know, yesterday or today said, you know, this is a little bit like Kawhi Leonard last year. Like, nobody had Kawhi Leonard going to the Raptors until it happened. He was going to go to the Clippers. He was going to go to the Lakers. He, you know, he was going to go to the Knicks, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, the Raptors might get him. Oh, they got him. 
So, you know, the Pelicans don't have to send him to one of the teams that fits our narrative. They could send him anywhere they want. Well, and, um, and that's the thing. Like, if they have the number one pick, and, and I know right. that, you know, the two and the three are there, but what if they really, really like the idea of pairing Williamson with Morant? Right, you, right. And you know Davis is going to walk either way. Yeah, don't, exactly. Don't yeah. you just call the Grizzlies and say, hey, you want him for a year? Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, now the the interesting thing would be would the Grizzlies do that? Because I mean, the Raptors, the Raptors were contenders. You know, they had been they were the number one seed in the East last year. They were in a conference finals the year before, um, and this was the move. You know, so I, I don't know who that team is. Is it is it the Blazers? There's a there's an example. Not really a lot of talk about the Blazers being in this market, but could they be? It would make some sense. You know, do they think that Anthony Davis is the move if they would would they trade CJ McCollum or something like that and a, and a package to get Anthony Davis and is that the move to put them over the top? Yeah. No, it's a really so, good thought. You know, I mean I'm just thinking of, of you know, a team that, that is kind of in the Raptors mold. The Nuggets, there's another one. You know, they were a contender this year, they were good. Would they trade a couple of their good young players to get Anthony Davis and say, Hey, give us a year? And we're going to try to convince you it's so great here that you'll stay here when you're a free agent in 2020. Yeah. Look, the Nuggets have said that they think they're contenders, and they think yes. that if they, they could get these, year. you know, if they think they can get these meetings, they can get these yeah. guys. I mean, fact is, you make the you make the second round, and you go to seven games in the second round. You're not that far off. Um, you know, that doesn't mean you're guaranteed to be back in that same position next year. But you you were in the mix. They were the number two seed. Uh, and, you know, they had home court in game seven and lost, a, a, you know, a great game. Um, you know, so, yeah, I mean, could could I see one of those teams, especially if you look and think, well, Golden State's going to get weaker because either Golden State's going to lose Durant entirely or if they do bring back Durant, he's probably not playing most of the year, if at all. So yeah. do you think, you know, hey, this is our year. Let's Let's go get Anthony Davis. We'll worry about his free agency when we have to, but let's get him now and we're going to take a run at winning the West right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? You know, uh, you know. I mean, they it's the kind of bold, off this year. Yeah, so. it's the kind of bold move that can work. You know, yes. you might as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're now, I don't know if they could do it. I mean, it, you know, but you got to think Daryl Morey is looking into anything he could do to try to make that move. Because he loves to be aggressive. He loves to reshape his team. I mean, anything he could do to bring in Anthony Davis, he'd, he'd obviously have to trade Paul. And have a third team involved to take on Paul because the Pelicans have no no earthly reason to take Chris Paul. Um, but you know, I'm sure they're going to be looking at it because they they want to do something to shake things up and not just come back with the same core. It seems like. Yeah. So there's uh, you know I mean that's that's what makes it interesting is that, you know like with that trade target out there anybody who who thinks they're close and I mean Kornheiser's been on this for a little bit. You know, the Kawhi Leonard Raptors, they, they took a chance. Everyone said, ah, he's a one-year rental. Why would you do that? Uh, and he may prove to be a one-year rental. But if so, pretty darn good one year, uh, yeah, especially I mean, if it, they win one more game. The, the shift on conventional wisdom that has, I think, occurred with this Kawhi move and the Paul George move yeah, says, yeah. Oh, yeah, take a chance. Why not? Right, right. You know, worth a shot, and, and certainly Toronto even more so because it was the move that pushed them from 
pretty good team to championship contender, if not championship winner. We'll see in the next few days, I guess. Um, but you know, it's it's yeah. I mean, I think you feel like well, let's let's take a shot and and try to sell him. I mean, you know, if you if you believe what Rich Paul says in SI today, um, you're going to go into free agency regardless. Doesn't matter where he goes. He's not. He's going into free agency. Um, and so, you know, would, wouldn't you take a shot that, hey, well, you know, the Lakers are going to have to re-sign him too. Well, let's give it a shot. Maybe he loves Denver. Maybe he loves Portland. You know, maybe we win a championship and he thinks this is where I want to be all along. Yeah. Um, we're now counting down the final handful yep. of seconds here. about to crown a champ. Yes, yes. For the first time ever, the St. Louis Blues are Stanley Cup champions. Celebrating at the Garden, Binnington, yep, yep. who was going to be benched, they were yes. talking to you know they were talking about would he really come back into the net halfway through the yeah. playoff? Yeah, after Game Three when when they got blown out, basically. Yeah, I mean, pretty uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean to to go. I'm, you know, neither of us are, are huge hockey guys. I'm not going to pretend that we are, but uh, they were. You know, they had the worst record in the league, I believe, at the beginning of January. They, they fired they their coach. The their head coach is yeah. the interim coach. Yeah, yeah. Which I believe this is not the first time in recent memory that that's uh, didn't Pittsburgh do that? Yeah. One of the first year they won back to back. You know, they they fired the coach mid season and replaced him. And yeah, that that appears to be a a you know way to have success, I guess, in some ways in the NHL. But uh, yeah, you know, cool for St. Louis. I, I'm you know, I mean, never won before, and and you know, to do it in a year that seems so unlikely, good for them. Mm-hmm. They're the they're the oldest team, I believe, without a cup. They weren't, you know, all the original teams have won, and all the other teams that came in in the second second run uh, that still exist. There was a there's a team, I believe, the California Seals or something like that doesn't exist anymore. But everybody else has won, so they they finally get theirs. So from one championship to the most dominant force in athletics in this country. The U.S. Women's National Team. I guess. Um, and you play Thailand, I guess. 13 nothing. the largest margin of victory in world Women's World Cup history, uh, topping an 11-0 German victory from yeah. before. Uh, Alex Morgan with a hat trick plus two. Um, really... Just a, a stunning beatdown for your opening game. Yeah, I mean you don't you don't expect it in a in an event like the World Cup. I mean, I texted you about it yesterday when I saw it, and I said, you know, it would be it would be like an NFL playoff game, you know, ending ninety one to nothing or something like that. Because it, I mean, these teams have to qualify to get there. You're not, you know, this is this is not uh, like every country in the world is playing in this. I mean, I think it's only twenty four teams that make the women's World Cup. It's not as many as the men. Um, and so you, you know, you think this is the best of the best, um, and, and I suppose it is, but I, I think it goes to show you somewhat like I me mean, to, to cross sport, uh, somewhat like women's basketball. There's not a, there's not a tremendous amount of depth of talent. Like the top level teams are really, really, really a lot better than the, the mid-level teams. And you don't see that as much. I mean, you know, Men's sports, men's soccer, certainly in the World Cup, you don't you don't see games like this. Um, you know, I mean, your teams are outclassed sometimes, and outclassed is three to nothing. Uh, certainly not anything like this. Yeah. Um, but 
a good, you know, solid, unquestioned victory that sure, immediately led sure. to people questioning whether we were not being <laughs> sportsmanly. We can't have anything just be, you know, like uh, we, can't, we can't have too much positive in our morning coffee. Apparently, we got to have controversy about one: did they score too much? And two, if they are allowed to score that much, should they not be celebrating that yeah. score too much? Uh, and I think the answer to all of that is calm down. I agree. <laughs> it, this it, is just like, it's, again, people just need something to get worked up about, I guess. Look, you're a professional yes, or a highly paid amateur in this sport. Yeah. And you Show respect by playing hard the whole time. Right. It's not. Right. It's well, not a high school basketball game where you're up 112 not. to three. Exactly. This is this is not the U.S. women's soccer team playing an eighth grade girls team. Like this is this. I mean, again, these are theoretically the 24 best countries in the world at women's soccer. Now, and now that may or may not be. I know the World Cup. You know, they have there's regional qualifying, and maybe Thailand got in from Asia, whereas a team from Europe that didn't get in might be a little better. But you know, regardless, they're, they're, they've earned their way in. This is this is grown up sports. Like that's what this is, and I, I say this every year. It comes up in college football when it's like you know, oh, did, did Alabama run it up on you know Vanderbilt? No, like that, that's what it is. I mean, if you don't like it, get out of sports. Um, well, and the other thing them, is, in, that's in, your fault. In in college, especially, if you've put in your reserves. Right. It's not your fault if your reserves are still better. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and in soccer, and I think women's soccer is the same, you only get three subs. So yeah. you can't empty the bench. It's not like football or basketball where, oh, let's put in all the backups. You get three subs. So, you know, eight of your starting 11 are still out there. And, you know, as people have mentioned, and I think this is like the obvious discussion ender on the first controversy, goal differential matters. It matters in, in tie breaks. It matters in seeding. Um, and the other two teams in their group get to play the same Thailand team, who obviously isn't very good. And so, you know, could one of those teams beat them eight nothing? Uh, you know, possible. Well, they're, they're going to win that tiebreaker if it happens. Yeah. No. So, it's, it's, you know, you score and you keep scoring if you can, and the whole, you know, uh, that they celebrate too much. Like, come on. Good well, Lord, the other we thing need, is, we you, need something you, else to talk about. You've spent your life trying to get right. to this level. This is. This is the Super Bowl of soccer. Yes, yes. You know, especially American soccer. If you're not playing in the European leagues, this is what you get. This is it. Yeah. So yeah. And, and, and when I mean, you in score. All honesty, women's soccer, this is it. There's no English Premier League or that type of thing in women's soccer. You know, this is, this is the pinnacle of that sport, and you only get to do it once every four years. Yeah. So when you score or have an assist or make a good play, I get it. Be yeah, excited. I agree. I agree. I mean, like that. My my reaction to it, my immediate reaction was to think, "Wow!" And I, and I, I mean, I texted you as soon as I saw it. You know, it, it just shows you how non-competitive, you know, non-deep, if that's a word, the sport is, because it's like this. This is the World Cup, and a team got embarrassed like that. Not once did I think, "Oh boy, that's lack of sportsmanship." Now I didn't see the game. So I couldn't, you know, in the immediate aftermath, I couldn't comment on anything about the celebrations. But, you know, 
if you can score 13 goals in soccer, you should. If you can score 20, you should. It's hard to score goals in soccer. That's people's complaints about soccer. Oh, there isn't enough scoring. Well, you got it. Now there's too much. Yeah. I just... I just I think I you're just, right. We're just trying... People just have just, to have something to, you know, rub up against and like, be mad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... And it, it comes back to, you know, what we've talked about a lot, which is, you know, the, the sports media and, and, and how, you know, there's, there's, there's so many voices out there and there's so much airtime that needs to be filled. And it's, it's hard to fill airtime with just something, you know, like, oh, boy, they played well. Like, okay, uh, good discussion. It's a whole lot easier to spend five minutes going back and forth about, well, they weren't very sportsman like. Well, I think it doesn't matter. You know, and then you two guys yell at each other, and then that goes in. And you can talk about how, you know, another team isn't sportsman like or another sport, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's like, you know, it's, it's great for manufactured controversy. Speaking of manufactured controversy, um, before we go, I forgot about this, but uh, Stephen A. Smith came out with his top five basketball players right now before Durant's injury. Uh-huh. And I don't really need to go over who's on the list because the people who were the consensus one and two on the MVP vote were both not on the list at yeah. all. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, uh, so I'm assuming, and I have no idea, this is the first I've heard of this, and I'm thankful for that. That means I'm tuning out Stephen A. well enough. But let me guess his five. I'm going to say Durant. Yeah. Uh, Kawhi Leonard. Curry. Uh, I believe that's right. I'm going to try to okay. pull it up while we talk. Okay. I'm going to say Durant, Leonard, Curry, LeBron, and, well, you told me that Giannis and Harden are not. Um, I'll say Westbrook is his other one. Uh, I don't know if Westbrook was on – the okay. See but if it, I can think who else would it be. But I mean, you might be right. But I just I remember seeing it, and and my main problem was just, well, we have an award for the best player, right? And we have a consensus that it's either going to be Harden or Giannis. Or Giannis, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. That, you're exactly right. I mean, how you introduced this manufactured controversy, uh, you know, similar type of thing. I read a couple weeks ago. I read it on AZ Central. I think it was it was you know re, uh, reprinted from USA Today or something. Um, uh, you know, Kurt Warner names his top five quarterbacks for the upcoming season, and people are upset. And I read his list, and it's like Brady, uh, Mahomes, Breeze, Rodgers, and Roethlisberger. Like that's a Pretty, you know, yeah. I mean, do, do you have any quibbles with that? Not really. Uh, and it's like, well, he didn't name Philip Rivers and he didn't name Andrew Luck. And like, okay, one, if there's only five, you, you can't have 25 guys on a top five list. And two, who cares? It's his opinion. I mean, if you're a Chargers fan and you think Philip Rivers is one of the top five quarterbacks in the league, okay. Like, th- does it really matter what Kurt Warner thinks at all? It shouldn't. Um, his team was Curry, AD, Kawhi, LeBron, Durant. Okay, I would not go with Anthony Davis. That's that to me is is you know the names in the news. So let's put Anthony. I mean, Anthony Davis is a very good player, but I don't think he deserves to be in that mix. But again, who cares? It's his opinion. 
I have mine. You have yours. Who cares? Uh, you know, like it's it's just one guy's opinion. Just because he's on TV and he yells really loudly about sports doesn't mean his opinion matters one iota more than mine or yours. He's also on the radio, but we have a yeah, podcast, exactly, yeah. so yeah, uh, you know, I mean, it's just like everybody gets so worked up about like you know, it's like the power rankings that come out in the NFL every week. And, oh man, I can't believe you put my team at twenty. Who cares? Like, who cares? Get something new to care about. Yeah. Uh, I just, I don't understand why people waste so much emotional energy getting upset about, you know, some some guy on TV or on the internet or on the radio's opinion. It's just an opinion. Now, if you want to get upset about the MVP voting because that's an award and you want to say, you know, well, I think, you know, the, the, you know, the media has, has fallen in love with Giannis and Harden had a better year. Okay. You know, it's just an award, but at least it's there's something tangible to it. I mean, who really cares what Stephen A's ranking of the top five players are? Uh, Only so that I could have something more to talk to you about. Well, and I'm not saying you, but you know, you know, I mean, that's exactly the type of thing that then you know gets gets you know everybody worked up on Twitter. What was it a few weeks ago? You know, his his cohort Max Kellerman. You know. Kawhi Leonard is, is more clutch than Kobe, and everybody, oh my god, what are you talking about? Like, cares? It's just his opinion. If you disagree, you can. It, it doesn't matter. His opinion means nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's saying it so that you I, will either agree or not. Right, right. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I had, I remember kind of having that epiphany a few years ago, um, it really, the, the moment that it kind of crystallized for me was when the Patriots beat the Seahawks. And I was annoyed because I was like, ah, oh, Brady's got his fourth Super Bowl, and now I have to hear about how great Brady is compared to Peyton Manning. And I thought, why do I care? Like, I like Peyton Manning better. What does it matter what anybody else thinks? It, it really doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've just reminded myself of that over and over again since then. But, you know... Uh, opinions and stuff like that they're, they're seductive because when things are going good for someone or some team you like you you get sucked back into it and then when things stop going good it starts to annoy you and it, it just happened for me in the last two months with Tiger Woods you know, Tiger Woods wins the Masters and everybody's loving him and then he misses the cut at the PGA and it's you know well you know blah 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 and I'm getting I'm getting worked up and I'm getting annoyed and I thought why just stop stop who cares this has been Matt Story's moment of zen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, you know, really, it's it's uh, it's you know, sports takes and stuff. They 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 are seductive because when they when they go along with what you think, it's like yeah, yeah, that's right. But then as soon as it starts to go against you and you start to get annoyed, like ah, just just stop, just stop caring either way. Yeah. But yes, it was. It was. What is it that? Uh, Samuel L. Jackson says, you know, yeah, I had a, you know, what people call a moment of clarity. That was mine. Well, we'll be back for more moments of clarity throughout the summer. <laughs> uh, until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.